tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Hello there, dear listener. It's been a week. Uh, And I don't mean just the passage of time of seven days. I mean, wow, it has been quite a week for the Pokemon Go community at large. Um, I am sorry to say that this week's episode or 0.5, this 155.5 episode will not be a full fledged, full featured episode as Kyle and I are kind of taking the week off to attend to some medical and personal stuff, you know, that's been going on. Uh, so we're just kind of taking a week off. We, we rarely do it. So we were a little apprehensive, but we, we managed to make that call earlier this week. Uh, but Fish and DeFi-E did record another excellent PvP Corner segment, so we wanted to make sure that we push this out to all of you to enjoy in the interim. And many thanks to them, of course, as always. They're wonderful. Thank you for keeping us afloat this week with content. You're the best. Uh, Next week, Kyle and I are excited to be back to discuss the Ultra Unlock Part 3 details, the hashtag Hiris Niantic movement, our thoughts and feedback on all of, uh, you know, basically the community at large on Twitter and other social media coming together to send Niantic a message of our collective feedback due to some of the changes that have been happening. Uh, and then Niantic's response, which we received yesterday as of recording this late last night yesterday. Um, and uh, kind of everybody else's opinions about it, too. We will also have plenty of emails to catch up on, and I'm sure there will be other things to discuss as well. In the meantime, of course, uh, good luck catching shiny Heracross. Good luck hunting down those unknown. Uh, and just have a nice week. We we wish the best for you, and we'll catch you next week. So over to Fish and DeFi-E, and then we'll wrap up the show. Thank you. Hi, I'm Fish Anahita. And I'm DeFi-E250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that missed out on Continentals once again. DeFi, what is going on in PvP right now? Well, Fish, just to remind listeners who maybe haven't been with us this whole time or refresh listeners who've been with us for a while, we made a bet at the beginning of the Sylph season, did we not? Yes, we did, in fact, make a bet. I was very confident that you were going to have a much higher global Sylph ranking at the end of the season than I would, but you said, oh, no. DeFi is the better battler. She will outplay and outlast and do much better in the global self rankings than I will. So we actually bet against ourselves. We bet on the other person for the end of the season. And lo and behold, Fish absolutely trounced me in the self global rankings, which means I won the bet. And those of you who hang out on Twitter, you got to vote on what the punishment was going to be for this bet. And you decided that there needs to be a PvP corner jingle written and produced and sung with instruments done by the one and only (laughs) Fish on a Heater. Okay, a few things I want to mention there. Uh, One is that I still think you're the better battler. I I don't care what no ranking says about that. Uh, Second is that did they actually vote that it has to be a whole production with, like, 
instruments and like a, a backing vocalist and, <laughs> and all that. I think that you're going to make a great production. <laughs> I'm getting there with the song. I have made a start on it. It's actually, I've had situations where I've had to write parody songs before, which is a weird thing to be able to say, but I have. And I think it's something I'm pretty good at. But I'm finding this one particularly difficult because, like, what rhymes with Azumarill? Benadryl. (laughs) All right, so I'll just find a way to add the word Benadryl into this PvP corner jingle. Uh, But yeah, it it is coming along slowly. It's also a thing of, like, like when, when I've got some spare time, I'm, I'm often like, okay, should I sit down and, like, just think of more lyrics to this song or should I, like, make another YouTube video? And usually the answer is the latter. So it it's probably taking a bit longer than it should. But it, it is making progress. It will be done at some point soon, before the next Silphorina season. All right, and speaking of the end of a Silphorina season, we have our four continental champions. This last weekend, we had a double elimination tournament. We actually had four double elimination tournaments in Asia Pacific, in Europe, in North America, and in Latin America. And one winner emerged victorious from each region, and they have been crowned the continental champions of their respected regions. Drumroll, please. Bar the Gamer is the continental champion from the Asia-Pacific region. The Shady Asian is the continental champion from the European region. Bibilicious is the continental champion of North America. And then finally, Ventuski is the continental champion of Latin America. Which is amazing because it only took us three seasons for us to get our first back-to-back continental champion in Ventuski. So that is an amazing accomplishment on his part. And I am very much looking forward to listening to more Continentals discussion next week when I will be on vacation and my spot is going to be taken for one week by our guest, Sosaflo, of the Team Rocket PvP channel. Didn't you just come back from vacation? Sir, I am an educator. (laughs) I have the whole summer. You let me do what I need to do. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm excited to to have Sosa flow in for one week. He is just full of energy, full of positivity. He's probably my second favorite person in PvP after DeFi. Thank you. I also really enjoy Sosa. He's a great positive force in this community and is just really great, really high energy, and I'm excited to listen to the two of you talk about these four continental champions. Last note on the Sylph Arena for today, there is a new Sylph faction season starting, and there's a couple changes. First off, the factions are going to be split into tiers. I'm going to take this right out of the Sylph Arena Discord. Factions will be organized into different tiers based on their skill level. There will be a maximum of seven tiers in each region based on the number of competing factions. The upper tiers are diamond, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze. And there's two lower tiers as well, open and qualifying. So you're going to be battling against people of your similar skill level. 
At the end of the cycle, the top two factions in their tier get promoted to the next tier. The bottom two get relegated down. So something a little different, a different way that it is structured. And it's all based of how you did in the preseason. The other big change, typically, you have a Great League Specialist, Ultra League, and Master League. And then you have field specialists who work within a restricted meta. Now, your four field specialists are going to be working within two restricted metas. You'll have two field specialists working in one and two working in the other. The two field metas for cycle one are the dungeon field and the nightfall cup. Nightfall cup should sound familiar to you. It's an old Sylph Arena meta. It allows for ice fighting normal ground and poison types. The bands are Megas, of course, as well as Pidgeot, Chansey, and Lickitung. The Dungeon Field meta, however, is new. This one is Bug, Dragon, Steel, Poison, and Water. Bands are Megas and Shadows, as well as some species-specific bands in Azumarill, like always. Gfisk, Skarmory, Altaria, and Bastiodon. So lots of really meta picks that got banned in the dungeon field. Yeah, that's pretty much all of them. So I am excited. I am excited to dabble in the dungeon field. I think that's what I'm going to do for my faction, the Queen Bees in North America. And I'm very much looking forward to this new Sylph faction season. Moving on to our GBL section, we have been doing Ultra League and Ultra League Remix. And how has that been treating you, DeFi? Well, I personally have to shout out King of Charmanders. King of Charmanders is a Pokemon Go PvP enthusiast. He actually has been sponsored by a an official esports team, Rebel GG. And he makes Pokemon Go content on YouTube. And I watched one of his videos. He go, went over five different teams for Open Ultra League. And I'm using one of the ones he recommended. Machamp in the lead. It can be either Shadow or a regular Machamp. Mine's a regular one. And then a Talonflame and an Umbreon in the back. Talonflame and Umbreon are both XLs, but they're a little bit more accessible. Eevees are kind of everywhere, and Talonflame had a community day. And I have both of those built, so I'm really excited to use them. And I had some winning sets today. It felt pretty good. That is awesome. Good to hear. I have been having the usual fun with it. I did promise last week that I would try out Ursaring for my whole Monday meme team idea. But that didn't end up happening because I ended up going with Shadow Pinsir DeFi. Have you ever looked at Pinsir or Shadow Pinsir in PvP? I haven't. How did that go for you? It was so much fun uh, having a super high attack Pokemon with a fast charging, fast move in Fury Cutter and a good combination of bait move and nuke move in X's and close combat. That is all a recipe that leads to a very fun time. Now I got to disclaim there that I did lose a heck of a lot of GBL rating <laughs> from it, <laughs> but it was still so much more fun than if I had just gone with your standard meta team. And if you don't care about your rating, <laughs> then I recommend giving that one a go. Fantastic. Just one-shotting a Snorlax is, is just such a good feeling. 
All right, let's take a quick look ahead to the future. We have August 9th to the 23rd. We have the Master League, Master League Classic, and Ultra League Premier this time running for the rest of almost the entire rest of the season. That'll start probably around the time that you are listening to this podcast. And then we have the very end of the season, which is August 23rd to the 30th. And we have Open Great League, Open Ultra League, and Open Master League. And we have a Go Battle Night coming up on Thursday, August 26th from 6 p.m. to midnight. You get triple Stardust and a grand total of 100 battles, which is really disappointing for me, DeFi, because this will be the third triple Stardust event in a row in which I will be unavailable. Oh, no. You won't be able to play at all? Uh, well, I didn't say that now, did I? <laughs> I, um, I? I will be at work at the time, but I'm just going to have that phone open and I'm just going to be tapping away. I don't care if I win or lose. I just want that dust. You got to go Grasshole or Charm. Just quit, just fast move damage so you can look. You can play without looking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. All right. Are you ready now for our deep dive of the week? Speaking of looking ahead and thinking of the Master League. Yep, sure. Are. Let's do it. So, Fish, when you think about the Master League, what's the first Pokemon that comes to mind? Dunsparce. Yes, this is <laughs> Dunsparce meta. Um, no, Dialga. It's, a, it's absolutely Dialga. A lot of what Master League is, and we're going to be focusing specifically on Master League Classic, a lot of what Master League is, is Dialga and Dialga counters. However, it's not the only things that are out there. There's more than Dialga and its top counters in things like Groudon and Garchomp. There are other Pokemon fish, and we think those Pokemon are some unsung heroes that deserve a little bit of spotlight. So these Pokemon don't quite have as many raw wins as what Dialga and Groudon do, but they are Pokemon that absolutely have their roles, and if you learn how to play them, you can get some excellent results from them. The first one we took a look at was Regice, the kind of forgotten stepsister of the Regis. It's got the standard lock-on fast move, and it's got Blizzard and either Earthquake or Focus Blast as the second move, depending on what you want to do with it. It will beat most dragons with that Blizzard, except for technically Dialga, because the steel causes it to be neutral to Blizzard. However, it's weak to Earthquake and Focus Blast, so if you do manage to land one of those, you will take out a large chunk of your Dialga, and maybe leave it in like farmable range for the next Pokemon to come in. If you want to pair it with a Pokemon, I find it goes well with Ho-Oh. And if you do do that, either one or the other will beat most things, except for Lugia, Palkia, and Giratina Origin. So just watch out for those. The next Pokemon that we are going to talk about now is Therian Landorus. Now, Therian Landorus is the one that kind of looks like a cat in contrast to Landorus, the incarnate form, which is more of the genie form. The incarnate form, I feel like people talk about a little bit more, but Therian Landorus is perfectly viable as well. Its moveset is Mudshot, Superpower, and Stone Edge. It works really great against steel types like Dialga. It loses to a lot of the other dragons other than Dialga. Don't let Regi Ice or any other ice type in the meta anywhere near it. It'll it'll faint to 
a stiff breeze. It is not being being ground and flying type. It does not stand up well to ice. So if you want to pair it with something, Yvetal is a pretty good partner for it. The only weaknesses in that core might be Kyogre and Dragonite. So those are a couple Pokemon you need to watch out for and prepare for maybe with your third pick in your line. The next one is Mamoswine, which I think has been a decent counter meta option for a while, as in counter meta meaning it's something that does particularly well against the Pokemon that are at the top of the meta. So it runs Powder Snow, Avalanche, and Bulldoze. Try not to use the Comday move of Ancient Power. It uh, might be the right move for Togekiss, but it is not the right move for Mamoswine. I feel like you're not being emphatic enough, Fish. Do not use Ancient Power on your Mamoswine. TM it off. You can maybe have one that's your community day little trophy that you keep in your bag, but otherwise, don't use it ever. It is not a good move for Mamoswine. TM it off. Don't do it or you'll make DeFi cry. It's such a bad move on Mamoswine. I understand why it's there. I understand the connection to the main series. But it's so bad. <laughs> Don't. Bulldoze Noted. and Avalanche. Bulldoze and Avalanche. That's the move. Write that down. So it does beat Giratina. It beats all the dragons, um, even Dialga. Except funnily enough, it does lose to Dragonite in the one shield specifically. So do be careful of that. It is a pretty glassy Pokemon. So it uh, does struggle against a barrage of dragon claws and dragon breaths and dragon tails and <laughs> any body part of a dragon. It doesn't particularly stand up too well um it pairs well with lugia and if you do that you just have to watch out for melmetal and metagross which are popular master league pokemon or you could also pair it with giratina o which will beat everything except for like snorlax and gyarados sounds like a pretty solid core yeah so fish i have a quick story for you quick pause i like to max I have a someone in my local community who I like to max out trades with a couple times a week. And we did that this week and I got a Hundo Eevee. Now, Fish, I already have a Hundo Umbreon. Powered up for PvP, it's level 50. So what do you think I'm gonna build this Hundo Eevee into? Well, first, some people get all the luck. Because I don't I don't have either of those, but I I I know what the next best thing for PvP is, and that is Sylveon. Yes, I'm going to make a Sylveon for Master League. Sylveon's moveset is Charm, which is what you're going to be doing your damage with. Last Resort and Moonblast for now. But we've got Community Day coming up. You might want that Psy Shock in there. Sylveon's going to make those dragons cry and run all the way home. Charm is a force to be reckoned with. You do need two shields to beat Dialga, though. Dialga has Dragon Breath, which isn't going to touch Sylveon in the slightest. However, those Iron Heads are going to be doing some work. So you do need to commit two shields, but you can beat Dialga in that situation if you're willing to make that sacrifice. If you want to pair something with your Sylveon, Ho works really well, but there's a couple weaknesses in that core. You need to watch out for Lugia, Kyogre, and Magnezone, so maybe compensate for that in your third pick of the line. Finally, DeFi, I've added this one in. Have you taken a look at Meloetta? I've heard some whispers, you know, in the winds about Meloetta, but I haven't looked into it myself. It's got play. It is a psychic normal type. 
and it runs Confusion, Psyshock, and Dazzling Gleam. The first thing you notice about that is that being Psychic Normal, it is actually a Psychic type that resists ghosts. So that'll allow it to beat Pokemon like Giratina. It is also quite bulky. It is one of the bulkier meta things in Master League. And that combination of Psyshock and Dazzling Gleam is a really decent bait nuke combo. So you can get to Dazzling Gleam relatively fast with Confusion and then throw a Psyshock to bait out the shields and you get back to that Dazzling Gleam pretty quickly. Um, just like, you know, three more Confusions and you're back to the Dazzling Gleam again. If you want to pair it with something, I think it works fairly well with Zekrom. You just have to watch out for Dialga, Dragonite and Excadrill. And one other thing to watch out for is that you'll probably need 260 plus rare candy because obviously Meloetta, not hugely available. You get one. Um, so you'll need to either spend 260 rare candy on it or walk it for 5,200 kilometers. That's that's a lot of walking. I think I'm going to dump my start dumping my rare candy into Meloetta. And I'm always looking for places to stick my rare candy. I think many of you are out there listening. So consider Meloetta as a place to put some rare candy in the future. I think if I if if I start walking and make it to to Wisconsin, I can <laughs> I can build up the 5200 Ks. Fish, that sounds a whole lot like math. <laughs> All right, fine. I won't visit you then. <laughs> but you can visit me, but please don't walk. <laughs> and with that, that is the end of our deep dive and the end of this segment for this week. We love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fish or for myself, you can always direct your feedback to mail at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can click on more Fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects like Twitter and Twitch and Discord and all other ways to contact us and things that we are doing. I will not see you next week. So please, everybody, enjoy the Continentals discussion with Fish and Sosaflow. I know I'm really looking forward to listening. <laughs> <laughs>